0: One into the night. Jimmy Rollins is going to try for three. Here he
1: comes. In the air. Down the right field line. Way back there. On an RBI hit by Mitchie Poe. Here's the throw to the plate. It's in the air. He is.
0: Ah! 2 pitch. We're going to miss. Don't give up. All right, guys. What's going on? I'm Tim Kelly. We have Nathan Ackerman in here as well. We're just kind of doing a live recording of a podcast here we've done a few of these previously and they they seem to go pretty well and people are interested potentially if we have time we'll get to some questions later but there are obviously a a ton of issues to to get to and Nathan you've been out in LA covering this series uh for Phillies Nation so I'll kind of give you the floor obviously a, a very ugly series and today looked like it had at one point a chance to be one of the best wins of the season and instead it turns into one of the ugliest losses
1: i seem to have some some pretty bad luck with the final game of these um whenever they come and play the dodgers i was here a couple of years ago when when will smith did his first career home run a walk off off of hector i think Last year was the Gavin Lux walk-off game when they were an out away from the most improbable sweep of all time, and then there was whatever just happened just now. Yeah, pretty pretty awful. Um, obviously, we saw the walk-off slam that that lost them that game. I kind of think they were they were pretty much screwed after the the uh, misplay by Sosa in the in the eighth. But it was also everything they did before that too. They you know they they. They had a chance to break through big in the first. They scored one run. Uh, they scored four more in the third, and then gave three back over the course of the next two innings. Uh, the offense didn't do anything from the fourth through the eighth. Um, obviously, there were there was there was a misplay by Castellanos in the seventh that led to a run. Just a bad, bad game. You can't do those things. It was like they 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 were up five zero, and then they gave themselves no you know, breathing room, and once they used all that up, yeah, the rally in the ninth was, was fun and great and all that. Um, I think Stodd is, like, one of their clutchest players on the team, but, I mean, you know, they ultimately lost that game in the eighth when that line drive just got under his glove. It was a – yeah, th- that was a pretty bad week. I don't think um, – it was kind of like when they lost on Sunday in in Houston, it was like, okay – they won two out of three they weren't going to sweep the astros on the road then they lost the first game out 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 here and it was like okay they're going to get harper back but then they lost yesterday in pretty horrible fashion even then you're like it's his first game back he went over four three k's might have taken all the life out but then you know he goes three for three with a double and two walks and starts the rally in the ninth and they still lose so yeah, I mean, they gave up 33 runs in three games. I don't, I don't think that's, that's good. I'm no, I'm no expert, but I'm not sure that that's uh, how you want to try to win baseball games. Yeah, and we'll get to Harper a little more extensively in a bit, but I, I kind of want to
0: focus on what you said there because the first two games of this road trip, they looked great, and it is sometimes kind of how you get there. Like, if you had told me before this road trip you have six games, three against the Astros, three against the Dodgers, you go two and four. I would have said, "All right, that's not good." But those are two very good teams. The fact that you start this road trip out two and zero after having a nice series against Seattle, where you take two of three, and it, it felt like everything was starting to come together. The guys you had questions about in the off season in terms of Castellanos, Stott. Boom, Marsh, they've all been excellent from the get-go, but now Nolan Wheeler is starting to get going. The bullpen had looked excellent on the last homestand between Soto, Alvarado, Kimbrell, and Sir Anthony. And then you're going to get Bryce Harper back. Like, those two games, Friday and Saturday, in Houston, that felt like a World Series-caliber team, and then you... Uh, end up losing the four remaining games on the road trip. It's just it's a very disappointing development. I think generally, Nathan, most of the guys in the bullpen, like Sir Anthony Dominguez and Craig Kimbrell have pitched generally better and and Gregory Soto now, for that matter, have pitched better this season than what their statistics will indicate, but they've now each had a, a few outliers in the season that have really and I guess maybe they're not outliers if you have this small of a sample size, but they've each kind of had
1: their share of blow-ups to go with the excellent performances. Yeah, and the reason why they were so good the first couple of games in Houston was, was because uh, Wheeler and then Nola pitched, pitched game two. They were both outstanding. I think Wheeler went seven innings, and I think Aaron went, went eight innings in the second game there, but then... You know, you can't rely on them to do that every time through when you get 4.1 innings out of Falter, 3.1 innings out of Taiwan Walker, 3.1 innings out of Matt Strom. It just taxes the pen even more. And even in the game where they got blown out, they had to use uh, Soto yesterday. And then that made him, he you know, he, he threw 26 pitches yesterday, and he probably tried to stay away from him um, in the game just now too. And, you know, they ended up losing with the guys that they wanted on the mound like uh, Alvarado gave up two uh, quote unquote two earned runs they shouldn't have scored because of that line drive but it's just like you can't you can't expect those your two guys to like pick up the slack every single time and say hey the rest of the starters just combined to throw nine innings in three days so we need you to go eat seven or eight like that's great it's gonna work once or twice it worked on Saturday but um, can't do that every time every time out there and even when when he allowed uh, a few runs in the in the third and the fourth just now um, he kind of breezed through the fifth and the sixth and you were like this is turning into a pretty good start he's looking pretty solid um, and then there was the bloop down the right field line that led to a run in the seventh and it was like it was still a pretty good start by him but it's just they're 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 leaving themselves no no breathing room whatsoever and it's like everybody in the pen has to be great when your offense is going to shut down after it scores all of its runs and then i mean it's just yeah you you can't you can't um you 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 can't expect those two guys to sort of like bail out the rotation every single time and then the bullpen too and when one of them you know um, runs into a wall or I guess this week has been three walls by like three of their best arms in the past few days um you're gonna lose some games and that's what happened so yeah it's like you you sort of want to say it's just a you know a little blip in the road they won the last four right they, they beat the Astros the Mariners the Rockies and the Reds or something like that the past couple weeks so you want to say it's you know, they're out west. They're getting Harper back. The lineup was new and all that kind of stuff. And Harper didn't have a great first game back and all these kinds of things and all these kind of parts. But, um, yeah, at the end of the day, they won four straight and they gave them all right back. So it doesn't it doesn't feel good in games under 500 once again.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, the, one of the things that sticks out to me from today in a positive way is that those back-to-back at-bats that Castellanos – and break and stop put together in the bottom of the eighth were or the top of the ninth I should say were excellent but then I mean you were already making up for what happened in the bottom of the eighth where Jose Alvarado almost never gives up singles like with him you almost have to be power with power and it's a situation where it's like Jordan Alvarez last year Jorge Soler earlier in the year if you're going to get him it's because you connect with one of his pitches and because it's 100 miles an hour it goes a long way today he kind of got nickel and dimed and still was almost out of it and that Edmundo Sosa who is a very good middle infielder but I've kind of noticed some things here and there that look a little bit off with him at third base and today was the most glaring example so far this season I believe he has five errors now so for someone that coming over was kind of billed as a defensive specialist and i think he is that the bat's been great and he's been inconsistent defensively this season so th- there's that angle of it and uh, there's a rule when you're covering baseball it gets posted in every press box that you can't harass the score and I, I most of the time i don't even know which person is the score i'm not paying that much attention to every individual in the box but uh I mean, come on, what are we doing today that that is considered a hit on Jose Alvarado? I don't know the exact contractual details for Jose Alvarado, but for that ball to be considered a hit, which takes it to him having additional earned runs, increases the ERA. Like, There's guys that have stipulations in their contract that they get additional bonuses based off of whether they make the all-star team, where they finish in whatever individual race in, in the case of relievers i guess it would be the hoffman nl reliever of the year like jose alvarado for most of the season has pitched at a level that both of those are in the discussion to have him have those statistics worsened by uh what really has been an epidemic this season where it just feels like nothing's in air anymore everything's scored a hit and it, it's not fair to pitchers and beyond the whether it's fair or not fair to pitchers or hitters, it's just stupid. I, I don't get what the purpose is. That That is clearly an error and there have been multiple decisions this year, not just this one, not just road games, not just home games, where I'm just like, how in the world is that score to hit?
1: Yeah, same. I mean, that ball's got to be caught. It, you, They could ask every member of the team, should that ball have been caught? and Everybody, including the one who dropped it, would say, yeah, that ball's got to be caught. So, um, I'm I'm with you. I think he's still like, unless things really go South, he's got to be an all-star just because of how dominant he has yeah. been. But, but like his ERA was something like 0.63, um, at the start of the eighth. And now it's like two, 2.03, 2.04, something like that, which is like, that's like in good, but not like elite, like, you know, top of the sport kind of thing, no. which is pitched like that all season. So yeah, that ball, that ball's got to be caught. Um, I, I don't know why it's a hit either, but I mean, yeah, I, I mean, don't. That's think.
0: that plays yeah. why like FIP and other advanced statistics exist because that's going to get charged as a run. Uh, it shouldn't be charged as that, but uh, I mean, it's a ridiculous scoring decision. But at the end of the season, like you won't remember that when you look at his ERA, which is one of the reasons it's good to have multiple different numbers to look at and ones that will take into account the fact that you, you just had this play that absolutely should have been made and wasn't made, and because of a foolish scoring decision, uh, it, it now works against Jose Alvarado. I, I want to pivot to Bryce Harper because that is obviously a gigantic, and maybe that's still the ultimate takeaway from today. Uh, he comes in, he goes three for three, he has two additional walks, and a bit of an awkward slide in the second, but everything looks good. And, uh, I mean, when when you have that type of player, whether he's hitting second, third, or fourth in your lineup, in a lineup that already was very good most of this season before he was in it, uh, I I don't know if anyone has, like, the one-two that the Dodgers have with uh, Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. Now, the Padres might, but uh, very few teams do, and I don't think the Phillies do, but in terms of depth of the lineup with Bryce Harper in performing the way he did today they
1: might be as deep as anyone. I think my favorite thing I saw all week was about five hours before first pitch on Monday Harper was taking grounders at, at first um, and and Roberts yells at him from the third base side and he's like, hey Bryce like you need an extra three days like don't come back until Thursday. And Harper yells back, he goes, I'm going to suck for two days. I'm going to be absolutely horrible. Um, I'll I'll give it to him. He was like, he wasn't great um, on Tuesday, but I mean, I guess it only took him one day because he was outstanding uh, again today. Um, Well, not again, but. um, And I think everybody kind of had the same thought when he hit the double in the first inning it was. First inning, no. Whatever inning you traded places with Castillo, that was that was the third. Um, and the ball took kind of like a weird kick off the off the side thing in left down the left field line. And he's like, you know, he's him, so he's going to try to take the extra base. And he's like charging hard, and you're like, he's cleared to slide, but I still don't feel great about this. And he does kind of like a hard slide where he kind of slides like a bit late. Um, and like jams kind of right into the bag um and he was fine and but it was just one of those things where everybody kind of like held their breath like this was the last thing that's been holding him out for the last few weeks um you know don't get hurt on the slide like it's fine but he looked great on the slide he looked great at the plate he was clearly just overmatched on tuesday i think the, i think that's pretty understandable when you're facing a guy like that a lefty too he didn't play in any rehab games uh, you haven't played since the World Series. Um, he was just, you know, he kind of pulled off of everything. He wasn't – he didn't see the ball well at all, and then I guess it only took him one day to get back into the swing of things there. I mean, it was against a guy who was making his first ever start, but, like, still. Um, that's, like, the Dod- one of the Dodgers' top, top arms in the system. So, yeah, he looked great. You can't really expect him to, like, carry the lineup like – Um, I talked to Castellanos on, on, on Monday and I, and I was just like, what's it like to get that bat back in the lineup? And he was like, it's obviously exciting. We're all thrilled. Um, and I was kind of like, does it, does it take a little bit of the load off the rest of the lineup? Like, do you feel you guys don't have to press quite as much? And he said it was actually kind of the reverse of that. He was like for the first few weeks until he's like back, back, um, we we want to take the load off of him. He's been out for two, like half half a year now, um, and we we just want him to. He said like feel feel at peace with playing the game again or something of that of that type, which is a very him way of saying it, I think. But um, yeah, I mean it's it's I, I I liked that they were sort of you know not taking the taking the the uh, approach that like oh we can just let off now that our best player's back and we can let him sort of, you know, do all the work. Um, But yeah, they looked good. He looked good. They were hitting around him too. Um, You know, again, you'd like to see them do a little bit more past the third. And like, they barely got that run across in the ninth. But yeah, it was a little glimpse of what the future could be if you're looking to take away anything positive from what was a... What did they get outscored by? It was 33... um, no, sorry, thirty-six to eleven. So, yeah, if you're that, looking that's, to take,
0: it's uh, not going to play. Um no. in, in terms of you, you kind of hit on it, like one of the ways you take pressure off of them is other guys get going. Now, Real Muto had a day off today. Uh, Trey Turner had a great defensive play today. He had a home run last night. I don't see any reason why he won't get going not that long of a stretch uh it, it really only been like the last couple of weeks until his like previously he maybe wasn't hitting home runs but his average was still around 300 so I, I don't really read too much into that what i would say is kyle schwarber they really need to get going and I, i'm not even saying get going to the extent that he does he seems to do every year in the month of june but I believe the average is now below the Mendoza line. He, he still has had some home runs, but he's someone that I thought would be a little bit higher average, a little more on-base percentage, both because the shift is gone and just because he started really slowly last year after he hit the home run in his first at-bat. Um, you haven't seen that this, to this point. And they're kind of in a weird spot in terms of lineup construction right now. I thought – When Harper came back, that the most likely scenario was Schwarber would go back to leading off. But I didn't anticipate Bryson Stott starting the way that he has. So now you've kicked Stott down to five, where he doesn't really make that much sense as, truthfully. I mean, he's a single setter. He's not necessarily a run producer uh, so you've kicked him down there you have Schwarber back at the top but he's not hitting well Real Muto is hitting third but he's been a little cold I believe the Don base percentage at or even a little bit below 300 Trey Turner has been struggling and he's hitting second it's I think too much is made in a 162 game season over what the lineup is day-to-day but right now, they're, they're kind of in a, a weird spot with the lineup, and the, that starts with Shorebill leading off. But really, to me, I, I think it goes to Bryce Harper. The, the best solution for this team right now is for Bryce Harper to be hitting second. And I know in the past he's preferred to hit third or fourth, But with so many lefties that are capable of hitting at or near the top of the lineup, having him be third, I think, doesn't make that much sense. I think having Trey Turner lead off, Harper hit second, then you get whoever, Cassianos or Romito third, you have Schwarber hit fourth or fifth where he makes more sense. You have Stott hit two spots after him uh, or Brandon Marsh. you, You need to break up the lefties. And I think Bryce Harper hitting second where he's getting as many at-bats
1: as possible is what makes the most sense for this team right now. On the Schwarber note, the problem isn't just that the numbers are down. The problem is how the numbers are down. Like, he's, what, hitting sub-Mendoza, as you said, something like that. Um, He's, like, walking some, but not that much. The walks are something from him that we thought we would have seen more of the past few years. Um, or ever since he signed with them in 2022, but we haven't really seen a ton of that. He's still hitting a lot of homers. The, the problem with all of it is he's not doing anything with men on base. So it's like the way that he profiles makes sense as a cleanup guy or even like a five-hole kind of guy because you know you put some guys on and then you hope that he can hit a homer. Um, but like because he can't he hasn't been doing anything with met on it's like you have to put him lead off or you feel like you have to put him first um, which that's not perfect either because you're like maybe he can produce there but then again he's hitting some some homers but he's not getting other kinds of hits he's not drawing walks he's not really like a you know get the chain moving kind of guy um, i'm i'm with you that you kind of have to just trust that the whole like produce with nobody on but don't produce with men on is a fluke and you, you 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 have to assume that if you put him fourth like that will kind of even itself out um, because the way that he profiles now is as I said he's a guy who doesn't get a ton of hits he gets a lot of homers he doesn't draw a ton of walks and he strikes out a bit like that sounds like a cleanup hitter to me so um, it's just I I don't know why the men on base thing has like been a problem for him so far it was a problem for him at points last year, but it wasn't as bad as it's been so far this year. Um, I'm 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 with you that they don't have like a perfect guy for the leadoff spot. Like maybe Stott. The problem is he works a lot of counts. He doesn't really get a ton of walks. Um, and yeah, he's hitting three fifteen or something or something like that. But um, Rob, Rob Thompson was saying on Tuesday after the lineup came out that he liked Stott's contact with men on to the five hole, which I don't I don't hate that. Um, that uh, approach there. So I, I'm i kind of of the opinion that, like, I, I don't really think that the leadoff spot has to be your, like, traditional, high-average, like, fast, you know, that kind of guy, if it doesn't make sense on your team. But, like, I kind of don't think they should overthink this one and just, like, put your, you know, guy who's hitting... Well, Trey Turner's not been great, but he's... he I'm, I'm with you that he'll be fine, too. He can fly. It's like he makes as much sense in the leadoff spot as anybody else. And then you put Harper too. Um, because it isn't like Harper's a guy where you're saying, okay, let's get a bunch of men on base and then hope he can hit a homer. Like, yeah, he's going to hit a lot of homers, but he's also going to do a lot of everything else. He's going to hit wherever you put him. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm with you. He needs to hit in the in the first. And if you're going to do the left-right thing all throughout the lineup, uh, I'd go Turner, Harper, Castellanos, Schwerber, and then like Real Muno, Marsh, I don't know. I wouldn't mind Stott eighth. Um, that's not because I don't think he's good. It's just the way that the lineup shakes out. Like, Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with Gene Sakura last year. Like, it's just yeah. speaks to the depth you have in the lineup. And I think if Harper's not going to hit second and you're having him hit cleanup, then it would still make more sense to have Trey Turner lead off and have Schwarber hit second to me than to have yeah. someone who is not fast on in front of Trey Turner uh, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like I thought last year, having Kyle Shore as your leadoff hitter was the best possibility for them, the best way they could go because they didn't really have a guy. And when he's hot, I think there is an advantage to having him lead off because while there's not guys on in front of him necessarily, it's harder to pitch around. Like you're not going to pitch around the leadoff hitter in the same way I, I think as you can with a three, four, five hitter. But now, with having added Trey Turner and also having the emergence of Bryson Stott, at least so far this season, I don't think he makes as much sense in that spot now. And he makes more sense to be hitting fourth or fifth, especially with Reese Hoskins out. Like, If Hoskins was healthy, it would be a totally different discussion. A, because that would be another righty to break up lefties, and just because like that's where he hit. But now, I I think it makes sense to have sure we're hitting four or five most likely i, I don't know if that's what we're gonna see he likes hitting lead off and to a degree i think you pick your battles as a manager and if he likes it and he's the most respected person on the team arguably like you kind of just roll with it but i don't i think it is pretty
1: clearly not their best option right now yeah i mean one of the things that rob rob thompson said on tuesday also was like i went i i I was between Schwarber and Stott. I went back and forth like a hundred times on that. Um, he said that he talked with them both and he talks to all the guys about where they hit and that they don't care, which like, you know, there's something to that, but I think there's also something to like, maybe guys have spots that they want to hit, you know? Um, but like, I, I mean, as you said, what he fell back on was that it was the formula that worked for them last year, which is great. Like, fine. Go with the formula that when you 87 games, when, when you didn't have, this version of Stott, and when you didn't have Trey Turner too, so um, or yeah, Castellanos just, or Marsh, this or, Cass- or Marsh, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense. I think it made sense last year, but as you said with the guys that they have now, I don't, I don't think it makes a lot of sense for the lineup to have him hitting first. There is something too, like it sets, it sets a tone to have a guy come up and hit a homer the first batter of the of the game. Um, especially if you're kind of, like, stumbling out of the gate, it feels like he always hits the home runs that they absolutely need to, you know, inject some life. I'm thinking about the home run he, he, he hit in the, in the doubleheader game against the Nationals toward the end of last season. Um, and then the homer he hit, uh, he hit he a leadoff homer in the NLCS or the World Series. I don't know. Yeah, he means, the NLCS. He had the game
0: they clinched in Houston. Um, yeah at opening day last year like there's something to that when he's going right but I don't think in this, this time around when he's not going right I don't think you have to force it so yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe in June Kyle Schwarber makes sense to be your leadoff hitter if he's hot right now he's not hot and you have other options Bryson Scott is hot maybe he won't be in June or July uh, I mean I, I've always felt like he had the potential to be that leadoff type of hitter But I didn't think he was going to be hitting this well this quickly. So uh, it's possible he comes back down to earth at some point, at which point he does go and end up hitting 7, 8, 9, somewhere down there. For the time being, though, it probably makes more sense for him hitting high. I I, I don't know. I mean, ultimately, uh, the Phillies three days ago, you felt really good about. So I think you flushed this series. It's good that they have an off day tomorrow and you come back for a five-game homestand uh, against Boston and then against Toronto, who (laughs) my entire life, it feels like Toronto is a team that just kills the Phillies, whether they're in Philly or in uh, Canada. So uh, we'll see what happens there, but uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I think uh, the Phillies generally are in a good position still with getting Bryce Harper back, but obviously need to rebound after an ugly road trip we'll talk to you guys next time